You are listening to American Snippets, the all-American podcast for those looking to dream bigger, live better, and make an impact. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the American Snippets podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Today, we have something new that we're bringing you. It's a new show that we're doing. And if you've been following us uh, since the beginning of the year, uh, we've been talking about how we're going to be adding some new shows to the lineup in addition to our weekly uh, interview uh, podcast episodes. And on Fridays, uh, we're going to be doing some commentary. It's going to be Barb and I, we're going to be talking about current events, some things that are happening in the news, headlines, um, and you know political things, and just kind of giving our, our feeling on what's happening in the news and what's happening around the country. So if you're like us, you might be feeling that it's felt like a long year already in 2021, but we are just getting started. We sort of knew, we sensed, of course, that things weren't going to magically fix themselves on the eve of New Year's Eve, right? 2020 wasn't going to magically fade into the distance and everything is, feels all right and happy again. We knew that that was just the opening act for 2021. And what? a show it's been, correct? And a lot of us have been players. We've all been players. We've just had different roles in it. And it's how we decide what our role is going to be that is ultimately going to determine how this show plays out in some sense. I was, as you know, at the uh, DC rally, the protest, the peaceful protest we intended it to be. And, you know, I can cite some discrepancies in what's going on and everything they're basing Trump's second impeachment on. I mean, if we set aside the whole first impeachment, which is another debacle, and I don't understand how they were allowed to proceed with that and why so many people stand by it. But moving on, I think they're saying he's he incited violence in his in his talk, right? Yeah, that's exactly what they're stating. But, you know, you got to look at what actually happened. There was 300,000 plus people there who came to Washington, D.C. to peacefully peacefully protest um, election integrity. That's what they were standing up for. So out of 300,000 people, you had a couple hundred people that basically hijacked a most, remember the term, mostly peaceful protest it's over the It's a fiery, <laughs> but mostly peaceful yeah. protest. Well, this was mostly peaceful. <laughs> there was no fires. A couple hundred people, you know, definitely crossed the line, broke the law. They should all be held accountable. My opinion is anyone who stepped foot inside of the Capitol building should be you know, prosecuted or, or held accountable for what they did. But the reality is it was mostful, mostly mostly pre- peaceful. And there's no way that Trump uh, incited any violence uh, during his speech. Uh, in fact, um, he said, I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. I mean, this is what... This is America, right? This is our First Amendment right. His speech is protected by the First Amendment. And just like all protests are, are protected by, you know, our Constitution. People, what I mean, there's Look, hang on. I dozens was there, of groups right? that march yeah. on Washington, D.C. every single year. Black Lives Matter was there over the summer. Basically, they burned, burned the, the entire city down. <laughs> Um, they attacked the fence of the White House. The Secret Service was called out to defend the White House against a potential breach by violent protesters and none of the politicians. In fact, they called for more. Yeah, there should be unrest in the streets. People do what they do. That was Pelosi who said that. 
I mean, outrageous. Where are the charges for them? Where are the impeachment and sedition charges right, against exactly. those people? Why is there such a double standard? And then on top of that, again, because I saw it in person, A, we were just as stunned and outraged as everybody watching this from home when that happened. We had no clue that was going to happen. But B, what is not being mentioned or what I at least have not seen mentioned is that they're saying he said all these things in the speech that he didn't say. But mind you, my friends and I walked off during probably after the first half of his talk when when he did say at one point, we're going to walk down peacefully and patriot. We heard that part to the Capitol. We said, oh, OK, this is a gigantic crowd. Let's be among the people who are leaving now so we can get up front and maybe we don't know what's going to happen. Maybe somebody will come out and talk or we could hear it or maybe there'll be a stage set up. We didn't know. We hadn't been there before to see what the setup was. So while Trump was still talking and hundreds of thousands of people stayed there to listen to the rest of what he had to say, a few thousand of us started making our way down the street, down Pennsylvania Avenue to the Capitol. By the time we got there, while Trump was still talking, there were thousands of people already there and we could already see people start to fight the police, the Capitol Police, up the steps. The first perimeters had already been breached. We had no idea they even existed. All of that had already happened. The Capitol Police had already been confronted by people, had already been pushed back. That's well before Trump is supposed to have issued this call to violence. There were already people who obviously showed up that day with a clear and intent mission. They didn't care. Trump could have gone out there and talked about puppies uh, and they were gonna do what they were going to do anyway. Who those people were, I yeah, don't know. And that's the whole thing. And that's, neither do you. Really. That's the whole thing that's crazy about this is that to impeach a president, there has to be high crimes and or misdemeanors, right? And there is no basis for what Trump did in his speech that's a high crime or misdemeanor. He he's His speech is completely, and there's precedence for this too in, in past cases, his, his speech was completely protected by... The First Amendment. And usually in impeachment proceedings, there is evidence, uh, there is due process, uh, there's an investigation before someone is impeaching the president. And this, this all happened last week. Now there's stuff coming out that this was a pre-planned, organized uh, attack that they're finding out. And, the F and there's actually you know, talk on the street that the FBI knew about it. They, they already knew that 300,000 plus people were coming. There was a huge security failure at the Capitol building. And if this was a pre-planned attack and the FBI knew and who else maybe knew about it, uh, this that also, I think, in my, in my opinion, I mean, look, we're Trump supporters, right? We voted for the president. We enjoyed what he's been doing over the past four years in terms of policy. Um, but, you know, let's be real here. Let's, let's show the facts. This was a peaceful protest. Trump was there to fight against uh, possible election fraud, for fight for election integrity, and a handful of bad apples, you know, ruined the movement, just like a handful of bad apples ruined the movement for Black Lives Matter over the summer, so on and so forth. But to say that he incited violence and that he should be impeached for what he did is completely far stretched. Let's. I want to talk. I want to. I want to bring up some quotes that. Other politicians have actually said in terms of sedition and inciting violence and things like that, there will be blood in the streets. That's from Loretta Lynch. Who says protests have to be peaceful? Chris Cuomo from CNN. 
There needs to be unrest in the, in the streets. Ianne Presley. Protesters should not let up. Kamala Harris, your future vice president. I just don't know why there aren't uprisings all over this country. Maybe there should be. Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. You get out and create a crowd and you push back on them and you tell them that they're not welcome anywhere, anytime. Maxine Waters. Go home with love and peace. Remember this day forever. President Trump. One of these, only one of these was considered violent and hateful. So you see the hypocrisy here. And that's what Barb and I are just doing. We're just calling out the hypocrisy. We may be Trump supporters. We may be conservative. But the hypocrisy is absolutely mind-blowing. Okay. And here's one more, one more viewpoint from me before I turn it back over to Dave. And he'll wrap this up with a, a clip from Congress this week. Um, you know, Nancy Pelosi, for instance, telling this country that people like me, we showed up there, that I chose my white supremacy over democracy. Talk about divisive and hateful. I mean, not only were hundreds of thousands of us there in person, there were millions of people that wanted to be there and were there in spirit. And she basically told us all that we are white supremacists. I mean, I can go on and on into why that statement is so outrageous and really reprehensible from the Speaker of the House who has done so many things to abuse her power, including going around Trump, right, to, to General Milley, uh, the chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff, to make sure that our president would not be able to use the nuclear uh, codes that he is entrusted with. I mean, on and on, she's abused her power as if, you know, when I was in high school, I had a boyfriend for like five minutes and I made an ass of myself and wound up dumping him because a mean girls convinced me to do so. Then I regretted it. And I spent the next several years making a bigger ass of myself, trying to get him back and take down the mean girls and all this, just making a bigger fool of myself. Nancy Pelosi has spent four years like a jilted lover going after Trump, like a personal vendetta. She is out of control. She is that crazy lady that you would block and get a restraining order against if she did not wield so much power. She is the one inciting violence and all her minions are falling in line behind her. If there's any real agitator in the United States government, it is Nancy Pelosi, but nobody is courageous enough to call her out for it. And she is the real poison, the real plague that needs to be removed from office immediately. So that's the movement I would love to see, honestly. Yeah. I mean, look, since President Trump was elected in 2016. They've been talking about impeaching him. They've been trying to bring him down. We had four years of complete Russian lies uh, about collusion, all made up by you know the Obama administration and uh, Hillary Clinton. So they've been after him for four years. Actually, it's funny because of all the presidents that have been impeached, Donald Trump has the two fastest impeachments. His first impeachment was 22 days. This impeachment was eight hours, okay, when most of the other ones took uh, months because they did due process, because they had investigations. Look, there is so much focus right now on Trump, and there's zero focus on the American people. And that's pretty much why Congress has a 20% approval rating. And, you know, most of these folks that hold these whole office right now, especially, you know, on, on both sides, it just seems like they're in it for themselves. They're not in it for the people. They're supposed to be representing us. And what's happening now is just more division. 
and it's it doesn't help the country. It doesn't unite the country. It just further divides the country. And you combine that with all the censorship that's going on since last week on top of it. Uh, and it's just crazy. Leaders from all over the world are condemning what Twitter did in terms of uh, banning Donald Trump from from Twitter, from Facebook, now it's on YouTube. It's being condemned because it's censorship. It's dangerous. It leads to censoring free speech. And, you know, Barb and I are just tired of it. So this was a, a little podcast episode where we're just sharing our thoughts. We hope you enjoyed that. We want to leave you um, with uh, something from Jim Jordan. He is a congressman. Um, and this was his thoughts on uh, yesterday's or this week's uh, impeachment trial uh, in the House on Donald Trump. Hope you enjoy. Appreciate you tuning in today and we will see you again soon. Uh, Madam Speaker, I yield myself uh, such time as I may consume. The gentleman's recognized. Ma thank you, Madam Speaker. 19 minutes. 19 minutes. Four years ago on Inauguration Day, January 20th, 2017, 19 minutes into President Trump's administration, at 12.19 p.m., the Washington Post headline was, Campaign to Impeach President Trump Has Begun. And now, with just one week, uh, week left, they're still trying. In seven days, there will be a peaceful transfer of power, just like there has been every other time in our country. But Democrats are going to impeach President Trump again. This doesn't unite the country. There's no way this helps the nation deal with the tragic and terrible events of last week that we all condemn. And Republicans have been consistent. We've condemned all the violence all the time. We condemned it last summer. We condemned it last week. We should be focused on bringing the nation together. Instead, Democrats are gonna impeach the president for a second time, one week, one week before he leaves office. Why? Why? Politics and the fact that they wanna they want to cancel the president. The president who cut taxes, the president who reduced regulations, the president prior to COVID had the greatest economy, lowest unemployment in 50 years, the president who got us out of the Iran deal, put the embassy in Jerusalem, brought hostages home from North Korea, put three great justices on the Supreme Court, gave us a new NAFTA agreement, the Abraham Accords, the COVID vaccine, and who built the wall. It's about politics. This is about getting the president of the United States they spied on his campaign before he was elected. 19 minutes into his presidency, they started the impeachment push. Three-year Mueller investigation, 19 lawyers, 40 agents, 500 witnesses, 2,500 subpoenas, $40 million to find nothing. Impeachment round one based on an anonymous whistleblower with no firsthand knowledge who was biased against the president and who worked for Joe Biden. And now it's impeachment round two. It's always been about getting the president no matter what. It's an obsession, an obsession that has now broadened. It's not just about impeachment anymore, it's about canceling, as I've said, canceling the president and anyone that disagrees with them. The Ayatollah can tweet, the president can't. Democrats can object on January 6, 2017, but Republicans aren't allowed to object on January 6, 2021. Democrats say Antifa is a myth. Republicans condemn all violence all the time. The double standard has to stop. And frankly, the attack on the First Amendment has to stop. And stop and think about it. Do you have a functioning First Amendment when the cancel culture only allows one side to talk? 
when you can't even have a debate in this country, this great country, the greatest country ever? It needs to stop because if it continues, if it continues, it won't just be Republicans who get canceled. It won't just be the president of the United States. The cancel culture will come for us all. America is a great country, the greatest country ever. It seems to me that we, we need to think about how great the people of this nation really are. Think about what we, we've accomplished in the past and, and begin to come together as leaders who represent so many great folks across our districts. Think about this. Think about this. In 1903, in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, two guys fly this thing they called a plane 100 feet. Barely got off the ground. Barely got off the ground. Amazing thing. 44 years later, Chuck Yeager breaks the sound barrier. In 44 years, we go from two guys flying a contraption they called a plane a few hundred feet to Chuck Yeager breaking the sound barrier. And 22 years after that, 22 years after that, another American steps on the moon. Think about it. In one lifetime, in 66 years, two guys flying 100 feet to putting a man on the moon. That's what this country is capable of. That's what we can do. And we as the Congress who represent the people who did that should start leading, should start understanding what really is going on here. So I hope, I hope we defeat this. I hope we can begin to come together and recognize the greatness of the, of the American people and focus on the things they want us to focus on. I yield back our time. 